Sets Are Love with Brent and Jeff. You can't handle the truth! That's right, the Alter Life back for another episode. Episode number six, right Jeff? Of our Servanthood series. So we're thankful that you're here and the uncompromising uncomp- servant tonight, you know, digging into this new topic. So we're glad you joined us. We're glad to have another Alter Life episode and we're hopeful that this will be a blessing to you and um, you know that you'll hear some great music tonight which I think we've got some good music in store Jeff we always tend to have some good music yeah so. we even have a cameo appearance by Kirk Franklin up Whoa. in here up in here but it's with Toby Mac so that's why that's how it happens <laughs> <laughs> so you'll have to stay tuned to hear me? that yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway so let's keep the let's kick it off with a great song tonight um, Cutlass Shut Me Out and uh you want to get your Bibles, we're going to be in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and 4. So here we go, Cutlass. What a great song, stepping up and telling the truth, and there's nothing you can do to shut me out. That's what we're going to be talking about tonight, the uncompromising servant in a world full of compromise. And this is what we're called to as servants of the living God, is to not be diluted, to not be watered down by the culture that we're in. Especially a culture now that takes the word of God as though it were a uh, you know, a, a J.R.R. Tolkien book, and it's all just allegory and, and like you know, spiritual meanings, but it's not the living word of God. And um, tonight we're going to be talking about a lot about truth. So you'll be hearing the word, music, truth, real period. The music, the real, and the period are going to be taking a slight backseat to the truth tonight as we talk about not compromising that truth. Um, we're going to kind of get a running start from where we left off last week in our warning to the servant episode and um, it says in verse 13 of chapter 3 second timothy evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse deceiving and being deceived but you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of knowing from whom you have learned them and from the childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in christ jesus that's it right there the holy scriptures that's our foundation tonight as we continue on and uh, we're really excited that you're here listening and um, we're excited as we draw ever closer to the 200th episode of The Altar Life. Right. We are now in episode 192, so a couple months, you know, two months exactly, roughly. I think it's one of those things where you look at the Word of God and you go, you know, anything that has its foundation on the Word stands, because the Word of God stands forever, right? I love that verse. It's just yeah. like the rock that you can, you know, if it's in the Word, it's going to happen. You can, you can count on it. You know, and as we've been able to walk this path of the altar life together, every week faithfully opening up the Word of God, you know, by God's grace, us being able to open the yeah. Word of God every week together, you know, the show has been able to continue. And we're so excited that um, when it's the Word of God, man, it's always fresh, it's always new, because the Holy Spirit just lights it up and makes it something really cool. And um, so 200 episodes is neat, man. That's that's just God's faithfulness when we get there, you know. Yeah. So just praise to him. And uh, the end of chapter 3, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. All of it. Not part of it. Not just the New Testament or yeah. just the Old <laughs> Testament. Every jot and tittle, <laughs> as the Bible says, yeah. is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction and for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete thoroughly equipped for every good work you know you might sit around thinking you're incapable of serving the Lord well do you have a Bible (laughs) because that's where 
all that instruction comes from, and that's where we can be made complete so that we're equipped. Yeah, the that verse 16, all scripture is inspired, is given by inspiration of God. That is the deal breaker. If you don't believe that, then you can throw the whole book out. And uh, I encourage you not to do that. <laughs> I encourage you to get on board, have a high view of scripture. There's a lot of people that take the Bible and they, they study it to a point where it just becomes text to them. And they, they take away the God-breathed aspect of the Word of God. And they're just, they, they believe that it's true. They believe that it's God, God's Word, but then they start to nitpick. And they say, well, that's not really what it means there, et cetera, et cetera. And you need to know it's from God and we need to cling to it. You're listening to The Alpha Life with Brent and Jeff. That was Strong Convictions by Petra. You know what Petra means? Rock. That's true. Not just the band. The word means rock. And the word is the rock that we stand on. That's what we're talking about here. Do you like how I tied that all into a nice, yeah. neat wrapping paper a, bow? That was a nice <laughs> nice way to excuse yourself for picking Patrick. <laughs> Guilty pleasure of the week. Hey, just be thankful I didn't pick for him this week. Yeah. <laughs> he, I he, am. No. <laughs> uh, scripture. How often do you read the scripture? You know? Do you know it? Do you memorize it? I don't. I don't memorize it enough, actually. Yeah. But um, there's something to be said for that. Not just like the Jesus wept, <laughs> or like the little verses <laughs> as a child. You know, there is something to be said beyond just being like a discipline of memorizing scripture and having that in your in your head. Yeah, I mean, it's job. It says here that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. You know, that's our training manual. You know, you. you go to school and you have to learn a whole bunch of facts you can get a job so you know the material so that you're good at your job and you'll learn that text you know well we're called for a good work here you know and why wouldn't we study our manual you know study the book and um it's more than just the book it's the word of god it's it's jesus christ you know in word form and that's that's an awesome thing to tap into um you know and and Paul is charging Timothy to to cling to that because really, you know, what else was there? You know, there wasn't like all this Christian media. There wasn't all this like, you know, you can't get the tape series. You know, you couldn't <laughs> you couldn't get preacher so and so on the radio. You know, back then, right? They had the scripture, you know, and they had what Paul told told them. That's true. They had dialogue. You know, you heard something from someone in person. You know, or a letter that was written, and. Um, and the scripture and the scripture was you know held up as an esteemed and Paul you know de- never you know discounted the, the the work of the scripture and quoted it often you know to make his point to convince <laughs> um, which we'll read in a little bit so yeah I just think that uh, the first step in people throwing the scripture out is taking taking a piece that they don't like and forgetting that God put it in there you know I'd said it before that if you don't if you don't believe that it's inspired by God, then you might as well throw it out because that's what eventually happens is that people forget and they start to take the parts that they believe are inspired and the parts that they don't like, they start to throw them away. And that's how you get to the point of compromise that we'll be talking about in a few minutes. So stick tuned. Oh, I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. The Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was 21st Century Darlings by Kevin Max. And as we continue in, the first, in chapter four, Paul is saying, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. 
be ready in season and out of season. You know, that's our calling. You know, so as we've been going through this servanthood series and we're trying to understand what God's call is on our life, right? You know, we all have been called. I mean, if you're a believer tonight, you have a calling on your life. We've talked about that in the series. Um, God has picked you out. He's called you out for a purpose, you know, and he wants, you know, and we have a responsibility, you know, um, but it's not something that we're capable of doing, right? It's not something, oh, now I've got a job to do. Oh, burden, yoke, put that on me, got to go to work. It's not that, you know, we've been called out. And not only does he call us out, but he gives us everything we need to do it. And he does it through us. You know, we're just the vessel. We're just the tool that he uses. And as he's charging Timothy here to call, be called out, guess what? Christ is going to judge at that day, at the end, you know, the living and the dead and his, at his appearing in his kingdom. Don't we want to be a part of that tonight? All right. That was Mr. Windbag, the televangelist. Again, a double play this week. I just think it's funny because we're talking about imposters and people like, you know, watering down the word. What better band to play than the televangelists? I mean, it's just it's just a funny name, and they have some good songs, uh, <laughs> and it's songs that are about what we're talking about tonight, which is about the dumbing down of the Word of God and how it people are abandoning it, and um, they're not taking the Word of God literally anymore. It's like, oh, we don't take it literally. <laughs> I remember seeing a sign in front of a church. It was like, we believe the Word of God should be interpreted figuratively, not literally. Like that was they were that was their boasting. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm never going to that church. <laughs> it's like, okay. We know that some wow. of the stuff in the Bible is hard. <laughs> Even the disciples said, this is a hard saying. Who could know it? And they all kind of <laughs> left Jesus. You guys remember that part of John 6? This isn't new that people don't just readily accept everything that's said. Everything that's in the word of God is not like fuzzy, awesome. Yeah. Let me just take it in and it'll be my bear. <laughs> um but that doesn't mean that it's not what we live by because it's God's word to us. You know, it's just, ah, I get frustrated. Anyway. <laughs> so preach it, right? Preach, preach it. the word exclamation point. You know, that's a good bumper sticker material yeah. right there. Preach the word. Be um, ready and be ready in and out of season. You know, that means it's not like, um, the words in season, like, you know, like, um, hunting it gets is in season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just means like, you know, be ready. Preach the word. Know the word. You know, how are you ready in and out of season to preach the word to someone that needs to hear it if it's not in you? Yeah. You know, um, man, this is just convicting to me because, you know, we've all been in those situations where we're p- presented with an opportunity to share the word of God with someone, whether we're fearful or we're um, taken by off guard or whatever. <laughs> and we get those moments where we're like, uh... And then the opportunity goes away and you kind of say something stupid and then the <laughs> conversation's over and you're like, man, that was an opportunity. And yet we've all had those situations. You know what? God understands. And he's, he's for, you know, he's not holding that against you. He knew that was going to happen actually. Um, but this is just an encouragement. Know the word, be in the word. So when those opportunities come, the word is on the tip of your tongue, you know, that boom, that's what I read this morning and it must've been for you kind of thing. That's a that's a cool thing when we get to, to experience that. The altar life with Brent and Jeff. That was Rain in Us by Starfield. Before that, you heard well-meaning fiction by Mainstay, and that's what we face nowadays when you have all these best-selling books that are they take spirituality and make them something that's like sugar candy that's nice and sweet, and the people just like eat it up. You know, you got churches that are in 
arenas, 15,000 people, and the guy doesn't talk about sin, doesn't talk about the forgiveness of God, doesn't talk about the cross, and the fact that being a Christian is difficult. Everything's just peachy. You know who you are. <laughs> if you're listening to the altar, like, um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's not so much, they're not turning away from the word, like saying, like, that doesn't make any sense, and, and throwing the Bible out the window. But what they're doing is they're taking away its power and they're muddying it and they're watering it down. And that's what Paul is saying. Even back in his day, he's saying, listen, don't let this happen. (laughs) Preach the word, know it in and out so that if it comes to a point where someone starts to get off track, you can just from top of your head, just go, boom, this is it. This is the truth. You can't be saying this. And it's funny because he says in verse three, for the time will come. It's coming when they won't endure sound doctrine, and that's where we're at now. You're unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. All right, that was Taboo, Ian, Eskel, and Jeff. Is that a board game? Taboo? Yeah. Woohoo, Taboo. <laughs> Silly. With that, like, buzzer. Yeah. <laughs> that was classic junior high, like, for the kids who weren't athletic and uh, weren't good with the ladies. Like, oh, in that room they're playing board games if you want to go over there and be isolated from the world. Uh, for all of you kids that don't have any self-respect, Gestures is in there. <laughs> Sorry. That's awesome. Sorry that's for all you people that that's play really Gestures every Friday night with your family. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to offend. <laughs> that's actually really funny. Like, the, bo- the perspective that board games are just for the losers of the world. Like, in youth group, yeah, they yeah, were. Right. It's like... You could come all the way out to church for youth group and then sit there and play board games with. Do you remember? Like the other three you'd kids. always see like the two guys that really intense playing Risk. Yeah, right. <laughs> they're like, "Hey, your mom's here, and she brought you a bagged lunch." Yeah, it's youth group. That's how lame you are. Are you sure you still want to be wearing those sweatpants? <laughs> that refers back to an Alter Life episode a long time ago. A time and a place for sweatpants. Uh, you remember that? I yeah, think we I'll got totally. our unbelievable. We were I'll gonna totally. do something different, but I think we got something new. This is different. better. This is better. Just old like memories of youth groups. <laughs> youth group youth group culture. Yeah, the different like groups of like Oh no, we had a pretty big youth group, so there was always like the huge. section of people doing this and the section of people doing that. It was like we're gonna play basketball in the gym, we're gonna play flag football out in the outside and we're gonna play um, laser tag in the sanctuary and that's right, we did laser yeah. tag in the sanctuary. So we have the biggest sanctuary in the world. <laughs> it was like a an and arena <laughs> and then for those three of you who want to play board games they'll be over there yeah and we'll be watching uh was the oh andre <laughs> i remember one do you remember the lock-ins yeah it was oh, like yeah. you just had free reign of the church it was also bad though because that's when like kids would start like going off together because they're like oh i, I notice girls now and so it's kind of hard to keep a rain on them but they would always have like around 4 a.m when it would be people would be exhausted be like yeah if you guys are done playing laser tag and all that stuff like we're playing the movie Andre in youth group it's the movie about the seal <laughs> like, it's like this intuitive seal like they were just always the most obscure movies that playing like on endless repeat for people uh-huh. to just kind of go and fall asleep in the room there yeah totally man that's that's good times it's good memories I remember what started as a tradition when I was in junior high is like our sanctuary was like an eighth of a mile around it and they would do races around the sanctuary at like 6 a.m. right before the parents got there and everybody would be you know whatever you call it joined together in front and they would run around the sanctuary and it was like epic and they're like okay these people have been up for 36 hours and you're gonna make them run full speed that's awesome crazy. that's torture that's, 
but being a youth group, leader, like that's what it's all about: <laughs> torturing like death march, <laughs> Tor- torturing your youth group kids. The Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was "Lose My Soul" by Toby Mac, featuring Kirk Franklin and Mandiza. It's funny they call the song "Lose My Soul," but they got a lot of soul in that song. Before that, you heard "Hey Devil." You're totally like another Toby Max. Kicked into like uh, showbiz announcer. Sorry, I do sometimes. I forget yeah. that I'm just Jeff from the it's Alter the Life. The microphone, I know. It's and intoxicating I'm not sometimes. Jeff from the Alter Life. All right, here we go. I get into like promo mode. More of the scripture. <laughs> it's like it doesn't go with. God. Sorry, I'm just like amped up from that unbelievable segment. As always, yeah. <laughs> the, the first segment of hour two is always just part two unbelievable. It's just really funny. <laughs> But not this one. We got a lot to get to. Yes. Everyone take a deep breath. (laughs) And uh, more of the Word of God. (laughs) It's like such a bummer. Now we have to get to the Word of God. But God is awesome. That's that's the problem with our society is that's how they look at the Word of God, which is what we're talking about. Paul's amped up here. He's like, preach the Word. Be ready in and out of season. Even in the off season, be ready. Don't don't worry about the OTAs. (laughs) Don't worry about the strike. No. It's like the season is all year long, right? And convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. I mean, we've got a calling to not just be passive in this truth that we have to share with the world. You know, convince folks, you know, long suffer with all long suffering and teaching. Don't get oh, they're never going to get it and just write them off, you know, with all long suffering and patience and teaching them you know, we have a job to preach the word of God and to make sure they understand the truth. Well, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. That was the song of the year by All Star United. Two great songs. Barlow Girl, All Star United, talking about how quickly the Christian culture can abandon the, the real meaning for what they're doing just for the the fame and the fortune. And that's what we see. We see a lot of Christians or Christian leaders that care more about their books selling or care more about the numbers in their church than about preaching the, the gospel. And it's a sad thing. And, it t- and Paul knew it was coming, you know, 2,000 years ago or whatever. He says, they will not, the time's going to come when they won't endure sound doctrine anymore. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables, you know. Oh, I got this story, and I'm just going to tell this story about it. Oh, did you know that uh, this is uh, an allegory of this and that? You know, people just, they love the extra, the outside, the extracurricular when it comes to the gospel and the Bible. They love to read this this book and this book and this book. But what about the book? <laughs> you know, my brother, you know, <laughs> I always think it's a cop-out answer, but he's so right when he says it. People are like, oh, did you read this book? And he's like, no, I don't read. And you're like, what? And he's like, if I have any time to read, I'm going to read the Bible. Why would I waste my time reading other stuff when I have a hard enough time making time to read the Bible? And I'm like, yeah, he's right. <laughs> and everybody agrees. <laughs> and we all like, yeah, 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 preach the word. But uh, it's kind of, he's kind of right in some ways. Like we fill our time up so much that if you hold out the Bible and you hold out like J.R.R. Tolkien, I keep picking on him tonight. I don't know what my problem is. No, no. Or like C.S. Lewis even, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I was reading C.S. Lewis. It's like, oh, really? What? Was he commenting on the Bible? Or did you read the passage that he commented on first <laughs> to give you some context? You know, we like to get that that itch that's scratched. It's like I want to hear yeah. something cool, something fresh. 
That's why you tune into the altar life, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, I'm on it's, a rant. It's the gospel, not the gossip, right? Yeah. It's like we want the gossip. Like, oh my goodness, like, yeah. did you hear? Did you hear? So and so just came up with this whole reason why. Da, 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 da. We'd yeah. love to hear. Like, our ears are like looking for the latest thing, right? But we have the gospel. You know, it's the gospel that that we should be so excited to hear and so excited to understand more of the depth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because the power of God and the salvation, right, for those who believe. Like, that is what we should be so excited about. And that's why I preach the word, exclamation point, be ready, you know. It's almost like a charge, like, this is the exciting thing, the message that we have to share. Yet, you're right, Jeff, so many of our churches are interested in the gossip on what's going on around them. Dude, I serve a society by rocking. I'm out there on the front lines liberating people with my music. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Rockin' ain't no walk in the park, lady. Awake and Alive by Skillet. And I feel like I've been awoken to the Bible today. And uh, hopefully you are too. Preach the word. I love it. Exclamation point. You don't see many exclamation points in the Bible. When you do, you got to take notice. Says that. Yeah, preach the word. Second Timothy 4.2. Boom. I like that. We're just yeah, a big t-shirt cool. that says it in big block letters. Like, yeah. The Altar Life. Brent and Jeff. That's preach awesome. the word. That's right. Same great message, just a little louder. Hey, yo. <laughs> little shout out. But, uh, you know, what I think it's funny is that <laughs> I love the, the wording he uses. They have itching ears and they heap up for themselves. You just imagine they're just like, like, they're just like, they're just like finding them from like the depths of grossness to get these people that are just give them what they want. And they just it, have this big spatch and they're eating icing. Yeah. It's like, it's, <laughs> and they're just getting sicker and sicker. You know what's so weird? It's like, it's like they are finding the people to lift up for themselves to hear. It's, it's like they're setting themselves up. They're creating this creature. It's almost like idolatry, where it's like I wouldn't, I would rather worship something that I made because I can have a handle on it than have like this god that I'm accountable to. Let me find some guy and I'll put him in this position, and then I can be like, yeah, this is what I want. Yeah, totally. And what's scary is that they're so eager to do that, yet we're so negligent and so timid about preaching the word. And that's why Paul's talking to Timothy about this. You know, it's an encouragement and, and it's admonishment to us who don't like myself, that don't get in the word and don't preach it the way that we should and we're called to. The Altar Life. Music, truth, real, period. No, I don't. No, you don't. No, <laughs> you almost. And uh, Jeff, we're just we're just getting pumped up by the excitement of the fact that we have the truth and we have this sound doctrine that we have the word of God and we have the, our hearts have been enlightened to know the truth of God's word and um, it's a challenge for us to not get caught up right because you know we're still human there's still a flesh part of us that really is like has itching ears that wants to hear the latest and wants to get and you know we we shouldn't be sucked in right to that culture of oh did you hear this did you hear that did you hear this and, you know like <laughs> I love it the, you said it last last week there's nothing new here under the sun like there's nothing new this is the word of God, and the newness is, is what comes with the spirit of God, you know, as he starts revealing more and more of himself to us. That's what we get when our hearts get so excited, because we can realize that it's all true. And these people that have been a little bit swayed, you know, these people that are, their ears are itching, they're heaping for themselves teachers, they're finding all these smart people around so they can listen to them, so they don't have to listen to the real truth. You know, it's easy to buy into some worldly wisdom, you know, 
but ultimately you just you're not satisfied because your heart's really looking for the truth of God. And as you listen to all this other those other fake truths, you can't get enough of it because it's not really satisfying. It's not really doing the job that you're looking for it to do. Um, and Timothy is just being asked to be watchful and don't get caught up in all that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the fact that they're turning aside to fables, it sounds so ridiculous, but isn't that what we see all the time? It's yeah. like this new book that's going to change the way you think about God. Really? <laughs> How about I think about God the way he wants me to think about him, which is found in his word. Yep. <laughs> you know, like there's always these these parallels or this or that. And yeah, there's a place for that stuff. I'm, don't get me wrong. You know, I use devotionals and things like that. But when we start to put that on the same level as God's word and we start to choose that before God's word when we have our quiet time, it's dangerous. When we start to find these really cool and hip authors and you know they wear the nice glasses and all that stuff and they start to expound on their great knowledge about the Bible, they start to give you their opinion and then we start to be swayed by their opinion, not by what is found in God's word. And that's where it gets dangerous. You know, the, the people are entitled to their opinion, but when we start to rely on their opinion instead of searching out the truth for ourselves like the Bereans do and they're commended for in Acts, they went and found this, that Paul was telling the truth in the scriptures and that was what was important. And not only should we not be sucked into those things, but we should be careful as ministers and as servants of the kingdom to not ourselves be telling stories and swaying people from the truth. You know, we have preached the word, it says. Don't preach your opinion, right? Don't preach what you think is true. Don't preach what just what you heard on the news. Preach the word of God because that's the thing that will change lives. And he goes on and Paul says, but you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, and fulfill your ministry. An evangelist is someone who brings the good news. So that's our responsibility tonight, is to bring the good news to those people around us. That was Cross My Heart by Nevertheless, and we're just about out of time, which is hard to believe. Yeah. We're closing out episode six already. We only got two more episodes of this series. And uh, we're talking about preaching the word and not compromising and not swaying to the left or the right. And I know people are going to be like, I'm not an evangelist. But we're not saying, you know, rent out the Wells Fargo Center, which is here in Philly where we are doing our show. But or whatever theater or whatever arena you may be surrounded by, don't you don't have to go rent it out and invite tons of people and do a big altar call and have them all come down to the floor. That's not the evangel. That's not what he's talking about here. Uh, you know, he's he's talking about do the work of an evangelist. What does an evangelist do? Tells them the truth. Preaches God's word. The difference between pe- preaching and teaching is teaching is explaining and preaching is proclaiming. That's an easy way to remember it. So you're like, I'm not a preacher. Well, you proclaim God's word, the truth of it, then you're a preacher. And uh, and if you need to, use words, right? Yeah, exactly. That's cool. We have the good news. And you know, I know some people probably tuned in and were like, oh, where's the happy-go-lucky Brent Jeff? I wanted to be entertained. I didn't want to be challenged. Well, God's challenging us, <laughs> me and Brent, as we sit here, and that's why it's coming across to you. Because obviously this is something that is in God's word. It's something we need to take notice of and and to really take inventory of our own life to see how we match up to this. Are we so eager to find that pleasing thing to the ears that we're willing to turn aside from God's word? It's a dangerous place to be and I don't I don't want to be there. Yeah, and if you're if you're not ready in and out of season, if you're not spending time in his word, then when those opportunities come, you're gonna default to this just the stuff in your head. 
And, you know, those will be the fables and the stories and the things that aren't going to be as effective as if that the Word of God was right on the tip of your tongue. And as those moments come, when you have an opportunity to share the gospel, you know, the Word of God will be in your heart, and it'll be right there in your mind, and you'll be right in tune with what God wants you to do. And man, boom, preach the Word of God. And, you know, who knows if with the impact of Christians, you know, that were unashamed about the gospel and were unashamed about what they knew to be true, that they didn't just take the cop-out, easy way out and just, well, so-and-so said, you know, da-da-da-da. What did God say? You know, and they were really just, you know what, I read this morning in the Word, X, Y, and Z, that God said this and He loves you. Imagine if that was on the lips of all the Christians in this country, what our country would be like. Man, I just can't imagine. And that's the challenge that Paul's given Timothy. Don't get caught up in the fables. Don't get caught up in all the, in all the fake stories and all the fake truths. The Word of God is where it's at, and that is what is powerful to change minds and um, change hearts. So until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ. The Altar Life. Music, truth, real, period.